Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another episode of Barely Adequate with Colin and Jay. I'm Jay. That's Colin over there. What up, Colin? Oh, I am on the fourth day of an incredible four-day weekend. It's very nice, and I've got a three-day work week ahead of me. November is pretty cool for me so far. <laughs> Excellent. So why do you have a uh, four-day weekend? Did you take time off? Is there some sort of Canadian holiday that I'm unaware of? Uh, what you got going on? Nope, just using my vacation time. Uh, this weekend, um, I started Friday night and then all day Saturday and a little bit on Sunday was my 24-hour uh, charity stream marathon that I do every year in November. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, how did that go? Uh, it By the numbers, it was my uh, the most I've fundraised so far all year. Uh, and this is the fifth year. It's with Extra Life, specifically. Uh-huh. And uh, I benefit Sick Kids Toronto Hospital because I had leukemia when I was a kid a couple times. And it was that hospital that's, you know, why I'm 40 now in my 40s and uh, still play video games. So, uh, yeah, five years ago, I learned about Extra Life, became an Extra Life streamer. And yeah, I raise money every year. And as somebody middle-aged trying to be on Twitch, it's real hard, but still it's fun well <laughs> well for those uh who are not aware of what a streamer is what exactly do you do for this charity event basically it's um i'm playing video games and i'm just doing it online and twitch is a website where people have their own kind of channel much like a youtube mm-hmm. channel uh, but right, when it's right. when twitch is concerned it's like 90 percent video games um, and then some other times, a lot of a lot of things will be uh, like a live Dungeons and Dragons campaign. They'll put that on Twitch. There's giant companies like Critical Role, for example. They've started a company just by doing that, um, uh. right? So it's it's that kind of thing. It's a little bit more niche than YouTube, where everybody and everything is on YouTube. Twitch is a bit more curated, I guess you could say. Right. Um, so, but in terms, if it's video games and you're a streamer, um, really most nine times out of 10, you're starting to do that on Twitch. You might end up going to Facebook to do that. You, you can do it on Facebook as well, uh, mm. or YouTube, you know, Not gonna right. think, but if, if it's live, if you're, if your goal is to do it live, then you're doing it on Twitch first. Yeah. Ah, right on. All right. You know, I'm looking at the settings when I'm talking uh, on my rig while I'm talking to you, and I think I got my shit turned down just a little bit. So oh. uh, I hope you bear with me just for half a second while sure. I turn, try to adjust the settings. All right. I think that's probably did it right there. Okay. Uh, that might have even been overkill. <laughs> uh, no worries. No worries. <laughs> All right. There we yeah. go. So, uh, All right, so f- go ahead, sir. So Friday, I started, I actually did a live D&D campaign. Uh, so I got my friends together and we did mm-hmm. live D&D for about six hours. So because yeah, this a, weekend is, time. yeah, because this weekend is also the time change, you know, you can do 24 or 25 hours, that kind of thing. So, right, right. I can't I'm do, a huge fan of, by the way, I can't do 20, 24 or 25 hours straight. I'm just, I don't have that energy of youth at all to do that. I get bored. I don't care how good the game is. I happen to be playing. I'm like, I, this is stupid. I can't stay conscious. So, oh, I I would have a hard time enjoying doing anything for more than a couple few hours. To be honest with you, whenever we did the uh, fight companions for the different UFC fights, we would end up being on the air live for six to eight hours. Wow, and yeah. that's way too fucking long. I mean, yeah. uh, I know there's radio DJs that do four or sometimes even six hour shifts, but God, yep. man, but they're, you know, for the most part, they're just, uh, um, playing music as opposed to talking nonstop and the talking nonstop ones normally do the four hour morning shift. Yep. Yep. And that and even four hours is a fucking long time. That's there, there's a reason if, why if they have a just, crew. Yeah. And if you're just sitting and not, and, and it's really, you're just talking, you're not even really doing anything like that's, mm-hmm. That's hard to do. So I, I did the six hours on Friday and then Saturday I did do 14 hours, but I I took breaks. Like I went and went for a walk around the block and for one break or for two of the different breaks. Another one, I went and got dinner 
and took a break, but like I left, I left the apartment. I went outside. I had to go walk because <laughs> I've just been sitting for way too long, you know? Right. Or at some point I was just kind of doing laps around the living room because <laughs> like, I can't, <laughs> I can't just stay in this chair. And so at that point it was midnight and I had started at 10 AM and I thought it's midnight. I can't do these last four hours. I can't be up till 4 AM. I just, I can't do it. And so I'm like, I gotta go to bed. And, oh, then, yeah. and then Sunday morning after a fantastic night's sleep, I did the last four hours and that was it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have that issue now as well. I'm a little bit older than you, uh, but not, yeah. not a ton. And the concept of staying up super late is just like, nope, it's not going to happen. Like, no. for example, uh, we're going to go to the casino, one of the casinos down in downtown Detroit and stay there Christmas Eve. Oh, uh, nice. And yeah, which will, uh, it'll be a good time. Um, we're trying to talk her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend into going down there as well. Uh, we'll pay for their room. Uh, they're, they're on their own for gambling money, but we had that's because we have a whole bunch of uh, travel points for our credit card. And, oh, nice, uh, nice. We never really use them, so we literally have I think fifteen or eighteen hundred dollars worth of travel points, which you can use on like you know uh, uh, airplane tickets and hotel rooms and shit like that. So. Yeah, I mean, you built them up, you might as well use them, right? Like, right, exactly. You, know, you don't want something to go under and you get cheated out of them, so you, you right, right, got them. Right, right. They're, they're Capital One points, so it's... Yeah. Okay, well, that's you, unlikely, you not, but, but yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> unlikely, but still, you got to use them. You might as well use them when you can, yep. and we don't do a lot of actual long-distance traveling. Uh, we use we use those points, like, once a year normally. We go down to go to a place called Port Austin, which is on the tip of the thumb on Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, for her birthday every year, uh, like it's in June. And, uh, you know, we get their nicest room, so it ends up costing us a couple hundred bucks. And that's it. And we use our credit card for fucking everything. Everything will let us. There's one or two things that they normally won't let you use for a uh, credit card for. Like, uh, for some reason or another, my mortgage company doesn't want, won't let me use a, a credit card to pay uh the mortgage payments it comes directly out of our bank oh okay interesting yeah but you know, everything else you know like all the all the other all of our day-to-day spending and all the bills that are let us put on there we put on the credit card so it generates a whole bunch of points yeah uh so it's you know it's not that hard to uh, build up at least you know a, a four or five hundred dollars a year if not if not you know a couple a uh, thousand or so it, it depends on how rich you are and how much you spend but right. since you know as long as you pay off the credit card at the end of the month uh, you don't have a why not you're not gonna get any charge any interest or anything yeah if if you're on top of it like that then take advantage also that really helps build your credit to regular use and low balances and stuff yeah that's why not yeah until my wife bought a vehicle that's probably too expensive for us uh, oh. my, my uh uh uh, credit was actually about 803 or 805 or something like that right now it's down to like 780 <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean which is not bad credit obviously no. but still a dip is a dip yeah <laughs> yeah well it's, it, it really, honestly speaking from everything i read anything over 750 is the same it's the same interest rate and they treat yeah. you they don't give you they come uh, companies don't treat you any different for having an 800 over 750 you're already hit the top level for everything exactly yeah 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 there's there's a plus minus where it really doesn't matter so yeah it's got to be a significant difference yeah oh yeah and uh, having uh good credit is highly recommended i can't say enough good things about it i am uh money poor but credit rich and it it really allows you uh, to uh keep a better grasp of your financial situation you know so i've uh dipped into credit all kinds of times and just made sure I paid it off really quick or got a home equity loan or whatever I needed to do. Uh, so I went from having like, you know, I want to say at one point almost $20,000 worth of uh, high interest cre- uh, debt from, you know, from credit cards and, you know, a couple in-store purchase sort of thing. Uh, and I just, at one point just said, fuck it and, and roll it all into a remortgage. Uh, and because the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the rates had gone down so much in the interim, uh, I actually ended up having lower monthly payments on my, you know, mortgage while still paying off all of my high interest debt. And ever since right. then, I, I've never cl- accumulated any high interest debt again. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a real, it's a burden on you to have like any kind of real amount of money at, 
the the interest rates that uh, they used to saddle people with. Like, what is credit card uh, debt? Like twenty percent, twenty one something. It's nineteen something. It's it's right at what uh, the the highest legal amount that they can get away with, right? So right. Like yeah. Exactly. Nineteen point nine or some non whatever it is. But yeah, it's 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 in and around nineteen something. Yeah. And then there are when you don't have any credit, uh, all the ways to get credit are normally high level interest as well for like uh, some of the store credit cards. Store credit cards are the worst, and yeah. um, if to get directly like from Capital One, uh, the starter card is always the highest interest rate one. Or oh, yeah, if yeah. or if you've just come off a consumer proposal or bankruptcy, no matter how big or small they were. Um, it, you, you, there's the entry card you get stuck with. And then it, I'm not exactly sure. It depends on the credit card company, whether they let you change it to a better one. I don't know what their milestones are that you have to hit, but yeah, right. you, you, you start off with the bad one, but yeah, store credit cards are always the worst. They're always the highest, no matter what. Yeah. We actually got my wife a starter card, uh, year, two years ago, somewhere between a year and two years. I want to say, uh, we had a conversation about the fact, uh, Oh, let me restart this over. My wife had shitty credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really we, easy uh, to get shitty credit. It happens to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had talked about the fact that if anything ever happened to me, she would kind of be fucked. I mean, because, you know, the house is in yeah. my name. That's not a big deal. It'll go to her. But for, in the, you know, her, the current situation wouldn't be bad for her. But if she ever needed to buy fucking anything, yep. she'd be kind of fucking screwed. Uh, oh yeah. Like, her, oh her, wait, you have bad credit. Let's restructure everything. Because why? Right. Not? Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Oh, or if nothing else, even if she's fine and uh, all of her current needs, how she's not gonna be able to buy a new car after the lease is up on the one that she currently has because yep. her credit is shitty. She's not gonna be able to, uh, you know, refinance the house for a good rate if she needs to do if she needs to do something because her credit is shitty. Anything right. going forward it would be real difficult for her. Yep. So we, uh. uh got her one of those starter credit cards and i just had her start paying some of the bills instead of me and you know i told her whenever she wanted something for the next year or two don't use our credit card go ahead and use that one right. uh, it had a it, it had a ridiculously low credit limit i think it started off at literally like 250 or 500 dollars or something like that oh yeah the ultimate beginner card yeah yeah, yeah. those are almost yeah, yeah. um yeah yeah those are ones where you almost have to there's other ones that where you buy the limit so you you have to put in 500 for example first she might have even had to do that <laughs> yeah i think yeah that that's the ultimate starter card is like oh no no you need to put the money in there it's almost a money card essentially yeah uh, yeah and then yeah. and then there's yeah. other tips that they say for like be paying it off every two weeks instead of once a month helps your yep. credit in some ways. And there's yep. a couple of different tricks that I can't remember that go along with doing that. But <laughs> so we now, don't trust you for shit credit card. Here you go. Right, yeah. right. All right. But last time I checked, I think her credit limit was a couple points over mine just because I have so much more in my name. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So it was miss, mission successful. So now, you know, if I die, yeah. it's one less thing I have to worry about. Yeah, I mean, during the dying process, in, in addition yeah. to, oh, my God, where's all my blood going? And, <laughs> At least and that, that paperwork is taken care of. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't you don't want to leave your uh, loved one hanging like that. No. I mean, no. you know, I, I have uh, I wish I, I could get more life insurance. That's one of the things we also talked about uh, because I had cancer. It looks like it's about a five year thing before they're even consider giving you any kind of life insurance again. Which oh, really? is kind of, kind of understandable, at least all the ones I checked. And I'm right at five years, I think, 18, okay. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So, yeah, next so May next will year. be, if, okay. yeah, so next year will be uh, 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 five years, in which case I can start looking for life insurance. But right now, throw, I'm going to think. <laughs> you can throw an I'm insurable party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, I'm in the, uh, all I have is like the bare minimum life insurance that my work gives everybody for free. Which right. I think is right. like ten grand or twenty five grand, so basically enough to bury me, and that's about it. Yep, yep. Ooh, or like get, get a drink of water. Sure, pocket that three in the ocean too, which you, whichever she wants to do. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't give a <laughs> shit what she does. Yeah. <laughs> I go. I don't. 
I feel weird about if they wanted to use my organs for shit, but I don't have a, a, a logical reason to say no. So oh, yeah. <laughs> if it happened, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, I guess. You know, I, I can't mean, as, as much as I would want to. I had leukemia, so oh. I, I don't even give blood. It's yeah. Oh, because, because yeah. It's, it, it's a blood disease, right? Or immune immune deficiency and everything. Oh. So that's right in the bone marrow and all, or at least my kind was. Uh, mm. It's right in the bone marrow and everything. So yeah, I don't. I've never. I couldn't risk it. Didn't want to give blood, and so I yeah. So I can't donate more organs or anything either. Even if it I, wanted, if I, it. I I had no problem with doing that. I would want to, but uh, no, I can't. So I wonder. I, with my cancer, I don't think it'd be the same thing. Uh, since you know kidney cancer, if I think I get mixed results when I when I look it up on Google, but from what I understand, kidney cancer is not normally a genetic disease. It's just right. like one of those random chance things. Yeah, which made it really weird that my uh, dad had kidney cancer as well. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, he had, he had kidney cancer that moved to his pancreas and then, which which uh, killed him. Right. Uh, I got lucky in at least uh, well they gave me a fit like I've told you before they gave me a 50-50 chance of making it five years because I thought it would probably come back someplace else right, uh, right. and as it turns out I'm at like what, four and a half uh, and nothing so far so Excellent. Uh, yep. I think I got lucky on that knock on wood <laughs> there you go uh, but uh, yeah so I don't have to worry about a lot of things that other cancer survivors do because in addition to like the type of cancer I had, uh, being one that was it, as a, I'm, I've had this conversation with you before, obviously about how kidney cancer is pretty lucky as far as cancers go. Right. Yeah. And, uh, then on top of that, getting lucky with it not coming back. Uh, and then on top of that, kind of getting lucky in that the only treatment was, uh, having it removed. So I didn't have to go through any chemotherapy or radiation treatment or anything like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 Cause I, cause that's why I tell people, like, I don't feel like a cancer survivor. I feel like I'm the survivor of a fairly gnarly surgery, yeah. but I didn't go through a lot of the bad things that cancer pe- uh, survivors have to go through. So I don't really think of myself as such. Well, the weird thing for me is, is I did, I had chemotherapy twice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lost my hair twice. I, my hair is uh, dark brown, short. At one point it was curly and blonde. So, you know, but then I had chemo again. It was gone. <laughs> so, right. Uh, but I was also two and four. I don't remember any of it. Really. Oh yeah. I have yeah, like oh, yeah, that's super I have young. I have flash memories and stuff. You know, mm. um, for the longest time, I would be physically ill if I went past if I went through the subway station to get to the hospital. Uh-huh. So I had like traumatic physical reaction, and then as the years went on, I would just get an instant headache. Or I would instantly recognize where I was. That still happens, right? So, but again, two and four, I don't don't remember anything. So I have no idea. So half the time I'm like, oh, you know, with friends and stuff, I'm like, oh, I didn't tell you leukemia because I I barely even think of it. I mean, I was, I made them say I'm cured when I was 13. That was almost 30 years ago now. So, right, right. (laughs) You know, it's, it's like, oh, right. So, I mean, like, I remember I had it and all that kind of stuff. But it's not so much, it's not, and anybody I meet in most people, it's really very few outside of my family live through it with me. So, you know, it's not, it's not even a huge thing. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, so. Right, right. Which uh, I can kind of understand is clearly not in the same category. Uh, But as I think I've mentioned, I'm blind in one eye. And the vast majority of people that I, that I talk to day to day, even people that I've known for years and years and years, they're unaware of it because it just doesn't come up in a conversation. No, no. You know, unless I'm like an asshole, but I go, well, you know, I am a cancer survivor. Like I'm never going to do that. You know, well, how's your day? Well, you know, I've lived without cancer, but for about 30 years, but otherwise I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, oh, what? You know? yeah. <laughs> if you start every sentence with, well, you know, as a cancer survivor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I, can, I can totally understand that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. So, what you, you got any topics you want to talk about this this week? Um, I mean, there's all the obvious targets. or So, uh, I do have some stuff if you can't think of anything. But if you have anything you want to talk about, that's always better than what I'm going to come up with, most likely. No, I think that'll be fine. I mean, really, the only big thing coming up this week is, I already said, uh, awesome three-day work week. So, that's yeah, exciting. Yeah. Well, uh, the- <laughs> 
Oh, you know what? I keep on forgetting that you're Canadian because yeah. there's a way bigger thing coming up here on the American side. Well, see, that, well, that's that's kind of the weird thing is um, because the company I work for, we're contracted by Florida. We mm-hmm. actually get, we actually observe the American holidays. So I'm getting the American Thanksgiving off, but oh. I have I have this Friday off anyway because of remem- uh, Remembrance Day in Canada. So right, no, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm doing my Thanksgiving this weekend with my family <laughs> instead uh, of I, back in October. <laughs> right, I guess I should probably have been a little more specific. Uh, Tuesday is election day over here in America. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the midterm uh, election, so no presidential right. election, but a lot of like, you know, Senate and yep. Congress and the governor, a lot of governor's races and yep. all that bullshit. And I am so looking forward to it because I am done with political uh commercials yeah oh for, <laughs> for fuck's sure. sakes i don't know i'm assuming you don't get any of them over there uh you're not near the border anymore no uh well we didn't anyway i also i've been i cut cable like seven years ago so i wouldn't get them anyway um uh well see but, i watch yeah. the local news every uh every morning with my wife you know while we're getting ready for work so about a half hour Right. And the, and then also about 15 or 20 minutes at lunchtime when I'm down in the break room eating lunch. <laughs> so so we, we watch you, you watch on air TV for most most part mostly just news. Right. And oh my fucking god, it's 85 to 90% of the commercials right now. Literally, yeah. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Is, is then, Canadian politics politics like that too? Do you guys do they just overload your TV with you said it's been 7 or 8 years, uh, but uh, and I know it's worse than it used to be, but back then, did you have just a ridiculous amount of political uh, commercials for uh, the month or two before the elections? Oh, for sure. No, we, we did um, because it's it's the uh, municipal for the local ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just. Um, yeah. So for because then we've got all the provincial ones. So there's the municipalities for that. And then if it's the big federal one, then it's just red for liberal and blue for conservative. And then uh, orange for the NDP, the new uh, Democratic Party. Um, they're like easiest way to describe them, uh, like pro-union kind of thing, right? So uh, that's, yeah. like that—that's that, their focus a little bit. And then there, there's always the Green Party because you know why not? And uh, there's always the fourth that never gets anywhere. That just stays in fourth. Uh, but yeah, like they're they're all over the place. They got flooded too, um, or we do get flooded with them. Um, I listen to a lot of radio, so I still get hit with radio. Ah, uh, they're, right. They're all right. over radio too, and and I listen to talk radio mostly. Um, I have a couple favorite music stations, but they're already playing what's on my playlist, so I don't have to listen to them because I'm already doing <laughs> their set right. on my own. <laughs> we don't really have any uh, talk radio shows left in, De- in Detroit, really. Uh, right. At one point, we have a sports talk radio, but it's all sports and. Uh, for a while we did for a while we had a uh, uh a, cha- a channel uh 97.1 that was just talk radio the entire time no music at all and i liked it quite a bit because you know it basically was like morning talk radio yep. the entire day yeah <laughs> you know? exactly. and, and in the evening they might get uh, they had a sports show and then after that it might get political and some other channels and stuff but basically from you know like 6 a.m till 5 or 6 p.m it was just morning talk radio shows yeah well thanks to radio station apps i've I'm still listening to all my Toronto radio stations, even though I'm out here in Nova Scotia. So. Oh, yeah. So and I do know. just all stays, stays the same. No, you're right. I guess if I really wanted to stick with it, I could do it that way. Yeah. <clears throat> instead of just instead of just giving up on morning talk radio and afternoon talk radio. Because the only time I listen to uh, uh, music, you know, in that context is when I'm driving to and from work. Right. Um, I don't really, I listen to music at work in my, in, in my, uh, uh, off of my eyeglasses, actually, oh, <laughs> I nice. have a pair. Of, I have a pair of eyeglasses that have like Bluetooth in them and little speakers, so you can listen to music without anyone realizing it, and it oh, doesn't have cool. your ears covered up. 
Nice. That's pretty oh yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So I listen to music like eight, to eight or nine hours a day, or eight to yep. ten hours a day, depending on my uh, hours at work. Yeah. Um. It was pretty cool. You know, I I used to try to wear a Bluetooth earpiece, and my work let me get away with that surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I I always kind of didn't like the fact that I had it in because you had to be careful not to turn it up too loud to make sure you could still hear. This one keeps your ears open, so unless you absolutely blast this thing, you have no issues hearing anybody, and you can still hear your music, and and no one else can hear it. Which is important when you're technically in the service industry, so yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I don't want them to even suspect I'm listening to music, which means you have to be careful uh, about not bobbing your head. I was just going to say, no headbanging. Turn down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Especially since you're not having anything in your ears. If you have something in your ear and you're you're bobbing along, they might be able to figure out you're listening to music. If you have absolutely nothing in your ears and you're bobbing along, they're just going to assume you're a fucking weirdo. Or you're having a seizure or something something weird is happening, yeah. Yeah. They have to call somebody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Don't let him bite um, his tongue. <laughs> and because I hate quiet. I don't really like silence. I, yeah. uh, I I don't want it too loud, obviously, and too chaotic, but I like to have something in the background. And if I don't have music on in the background, all I can hear is the fucking music that we poured into various parts of the building. Like, it sounds like a oh. giant fucking elevator. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of, an, yeah. you know, the horrible political ads. Once mm-hmm. that's done, it's just going to be Christmas ads and Mariah <laughs> Carey. So how do you feel about that? I'm coming uh, up right after you know, <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> uh, well, because it, that, that that doesn't show up on the, the TV stuff as much as it does on the radio stuff. Okay. And I literally don't listen to music on the radio at all. It, the right. only time I have the radio on is listen to the morning people on my way to work. Right. Um, okay. And then other than that, I just use uh, Spotify to, you know, listen to my playlist on my car yeah the one thing i have really enjoyed is all the memes that are coming out with mariah carey done up as game of thrones like winter is coming and like her song (laughs) is coming back to department stores and everybody beware especially department store employees so did you uh did you end up watching uh house uh, house of the dragon no i will give it a shot i I, the season of lord of the rings finished so Mm. that was great i really enjoyed that so very anxious for second season and all that right um so i mean technically i have you know nothing else is getting in the way of it so i could but i'm still pretty burned out on game of thrones so i don't know how much you know i'll I'll definitely give the first episode a shot and see if anything pulls me in well to be honest i thought it was really awesome but on the other hand there's no fucking hurry because the season two is not going to come out till like 2024 Oh my God! It's going to be yeah. like it, the books. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'm assuming they waited to see if their first season was going to be successful before they got it on started on season two. Yeah. So I understand they haven't even written the scripts for you know season two yet. Oh man, that's my Don't problem you? with like Stranger Things. There's too much time in between, and I can't. I don't want to have to watch a season three times to remember it by the time the next season's coming out. Right, right. I haven't like, even yeah. touched what season four is their most current one. I have to, I'm going to have to redo season three. I can't remember what happened now. Yeah, I, I never even picked up on that series really, although my wife likes it. Yeah. I, uh, well, like for example, I heard that they, they canceled the final season of, uh, Westworld, so there it's only going to be four seasons of it, which means I'm going to have to go and watch it because while it sounds disappointing that they didn't put that the fifth season, I know it's fucking done. I can watch all of them though. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Because I really do like that show, so I am sad about that. But at least they know ahead of time. Nothing worse than they think they have another season and they do a cliffhanger. And then well, the, oh yeah, you're canceled, right? So yeah, well, have you watched all four seasons? I've watched the first two. Okay, well, uh, from I'm not going to say anything about what happened, but it sounds like it was they thought they were going to get a fifth season. Oh no! Oh. Yeah. Well, they they said it was one of those either way things that you could have probably left that as as like you know the end of the series thing, but oh, right. it also kind of felt like you know well they well also they you knew that they had a fifth season going, so they were going to do something weird to try to turn it around. Right. Right. So, but I get they said it, it kind of works as the fucking end of the season, anyways. But I'm still going to watch all of it because at least it's yeah. done, and I don't have to wait to, for any more uh, episodes. You know, once I get to the end, I'll know there's no more. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so I always uh, appreciate when I find a a series that's completely done. Yeah, yeah, preferably it's, one it's with nice like ten up. seasons. 
<laughs> the best wrapped up series though uh is the uh well it's not new newer than the original uh was uh Battlestar Galactica oh from, yeah from the very beginning they're like we're doing four seasons that's it and they wrote for four seasons you know and it had one guy in charge and it's like yeah this is all the arcs it's, you know and so it was perfect they knew it was going to be four seasons and that was it so yeah well you know for being a fairly nerdy when it comes around that right down to it i've missed a lot of different nerdy things like i've never really watched that series oh it's really good uh yeah. i recommend it if you didn't watch the original one that's fine you it's so different it honors i get you could say it honors the original but they make right. a lot of changes and it's just yeah it's all made there's a ton of vancouver actors in it because it was all made in vancouver so mm. if if you know your vancouver actors you'll see them everywhere um yeah so but uh it's it's a really tight really nice four season arc it looks great um bear mccreary the composer who's yeah. winning all kinds of stuff for god of war and um uh, rings, rings of power yeah rings of power he just he did that as well he's like the new composer to be impressed by um it was one of the first major projects he had was Battlestar Galactica. right so right yeah and don't get me wrong it's not like i have something against it it sounds like an interesting subject that i would probably be into it's just one of those things i just never really got around to uh watching and yeah now that uh, everyone in and their uncle has seen it I, it kind of makes it me less interested in watching it now Ah, I wouldn't even worry about it because at least it's only four seasons. It's not like I want to get into Doctor Who now and there's 50 oh, years of it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's four seasons. Try the first episode. and Well, the first episode yeah. is like the two-part quote-unquote <laughs> you, movie. Uh, can you give and, me a half a second to let this uh, cat out of no, here? I don't that know if cat you can wants hear him to or know. Not. He's going to go watch Battlestar right now. Cat's okay. walking. <laughs> can you hear him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hold, hold on. Her rather, but hold on. All right, you little turd. <laughs> Get out. Watch your tail. <laughs> oh, hold on, anyway. I've got to put my headphones back on so I can hear what's going. All right. There you go. Uh, okay. Yeah, so despite everybody I've already watching it, I would give it a shot. You know, watch the first couple episodes, see if you get hooked in at all. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, what Some else? Some dude we got in Canada today? recommends. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um. I will admit uh, that I am envious of your, uh, you know, your first couple weeks of uh, November because uh, I'm getting tired. I'm about ready for a break at my work. Um, oh. Uh, I was. Yeah. I was talking with my, one of my coworkers. She and she's my the night shift person who does my job, so she understands my job better than most people, obviously. Right. Um, and I, I told her, I don't know why I'm so tired, I'm just so done with for the season. You know, it's one thing to go, Oh, yeah, no, I don't want to go to work today, but I'm fucking done, dude. <laughs> yeah. I am ready to not, to not do that for a little while. And talking with her about it, I think we decided that uh, a big part of the problem is, uh, we don't really get days off you know during in a normal job you know when you're getting uh you know fucking burnt out you can take a week off go on vacation you know most most yep. places offer you vacation days like so um we don't really get that we get vacation days we don't get to use them <laughs> i normally am or able to like, get it yeah it's it's really hard to get them booked to use them right right i mean i can normally yeah. get a day off or maybe maybe two days off, but normally a day is kind of maxed out. I can't take a week off because I don't have anyone to cover for me for that. Uh, and That's right. So yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; it's, I still get compensated. They just cash me out on those days at the end of the season. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. No, in some ways, it's a lot better if you can handle the slog uh, of uh, you know going the entire year without any vacation days. Having it cashed out as actual money is useful. Uh, yep. Yep. They, and and that vacation thing extends to holidays we don't get holidays off we work holidays that's one of the big things about working at a country club you're working the holidays because uh, the rich folks need to be need you to be there for their holiday to be enjoyable 
So and that's where they want to throw the party and gathering and events. right, right, right. Yeah. So all those all those yeah. times when everyone else gets a three day weekend or that day off or this day off, we're working that day. Uh, and between right. that yep. and not taking vacations off in general, it's a long slog to fucking go that many days without a, without any kind of breaks. So by this time of yeah, the season, that's, we're, that's we're, the most of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, and you would think that uh, with the cold weather coming and all this good stuff, it would slow down. And it does for the most part. Uh, a lot of our members go to uh, Florida or California or Arizona, New Mexico, those sort of places. But the club itself is still open until fucking mm-hmm. basically a, two days before Christmas. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and then we're then we're open back up, you know, and normally mid anywhere from mid February to early March. Uh, so okay. at, so I get it's a fairly significant amount of time off, uh, but uh, and, I, and I've had people it's tell me that I'm a lazy long slog to get there though. Yeah, yeah, and I've had people tell me that I'm lazy because generally speaking, I don't worry about too much about uh, working on those that, on that time off. And uh, yeah, I had some people get really upset. They think I'm gaming the uh, unemployment system because I go to unemployment. Uh, but because I have a uh, report back to work date uh, every year, they I technically yep. speaking don't even have to look for work. I do check around for work because it'd, it'd be nice to... Uh, um, you know, we have more money during that time period, but because of the way unemployment works, uh, for every dollar you make, they take away from your unemployment, uh, dollars That's as right. well. Yep. So that yep. same, basically pretty much have, same thing have, up here. Yeah. 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 So you, you have to make a shitload of money to make it worthwhile because they're going to take away some of your unemployment money. So, and when I explained to them that in certain cases I'd be working for like $5 an hour, <laughs> yep. they they, they yep. consider me a, a lazy person because i would rather just sit home than go out and work for five dollars an hour <laughs> i mean if you can swing it then i think all that time where you're not getting a day off or you know a week off when you could really use it uh, well, i think you've earned that month and a half where if you don't have to why not put your feet up <laughs> yeah well and, here, and here's the other part of it because during the height of the season, I work a lot of 10 and 12 hour days and a lot of six day weeks. Yep. Uh, yep. Do you know what the, the, the national, the average for a full-time job is 2,040 hours a year. I work more hours than that. <laughs> yeah. So when someone exactly. comes at me yeah. and says that I'm lazy because I don't want to work during that month and a half or two months, it varies from year to year. It's been getting shorter lately because yeah. I want the club open longer. Um I'm just like, dude, do you go out and work an extra four hours a day every day after after you get done with your normal job? No, you just have your normal yep. job. Well, aren't you fucking lazy then? Yeah. I mean, I uh, would then be considered maybe lazy by that standard because at five o'clock, I'm the first out the door. <laughs> I'm getting the day is done. I'm getting the out of there. Oh, you do. And I know there's people that work way harder jobs than I do and work even more hours than I do. Sure. But- but since yeah. I, I since I work more than the 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 average you know, two thousand hours or so, I thought it was really funny that they're accusing me of being lazy. I'm like, dude, I work fucking long hours. Now, granted, I don't have a physical job, so in that case, yeah. anyone anyone who has any kind of real physical job, uh, I know people that you know my my fuck my stepdad did uh, sewer construction. Thank God it was new sewer construction, oh, yeah. but he sat there with a shovel and dug holes for. 10 to 12 hours a day a lot lots of days yep. and i can't even yep. imagine doing that for a fucking living heavy physical labor 12 yep. hours a day fuck that shit dude no no well that's just thing it's it's all relative so yeah. you, you you're fine to feel the way you feel but you're an asshole if you start going up to a construction guy and going you know what i have it just as hard maybe harder than you then you're the asshole, so you can't do that, right? But it's definitely right. relative. So people just stay in your lane. If you don't know, you don't know. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's no big deal. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and I respect people that do that because that's not something I feel like I can do. Of course. I, well, especially yeah. not at my age now, but even when I was in my 20s yeah. and 30s, that wasn't what I wanted to do for a job. So Even if I could physically do that, I don't think mentally I could. I would do that <laughs> if I don't have to, you know. It's like, well, I yeah. this job. <laughs> well, I've worked, you know, factory jobs and, and manual labor yep. jobs before. Uh, that's not something as intense as digging a hole 12 hours a day, but, uh, no. and that's how I know 
that I wouldn't want to do that for a living because the times that I did it, it was fucking horrible. And like you said, the days seemed like they lasted fucking forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, for example, I mean, it's, it's not as bad now since when now that there's uh, cell phones and all this good shit, but uh, security jobs, historically speaking, security guards rather uh, had a shitty jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially if it's like overnight of an empty place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've did that before. Yeah. Uh, yep. I remember yep. one time I worked as a security guard. My job was to sit around, sit in the parking lot, not in my car, just stand there next to a hole uh, at a gas station. They were they were in the middle of, yep. of uh, like replacing their gas tanks, and they had a, a security guard sit there in the night so nobody fell in the hole. Uh, it was like oh, on wow. the edge. It was on the edge of like a Meyer parking lot. Uh, or some shit like yep. that so but so they thought the it was an actively trafficked enough area that i should make sure that nobody fucking you know fell in i did that for like i think three <laughs> nights and then i was done with that shit <laughs> oh wow i yeah. had a friend of mine he would work quote-unquote security for like movie sets tv sets mm-hmm. so it would be there's you know a doorway in a field because in the final product, that's a portal to another dimension. But right. They, you know, you have you have a group of people come in that build that set, but it's not going to get used for maybe three or four or even a week. But it's built, and they can't let anything happen to it because they don't have those people to come back and build it again, or right. that would ex- <laughs> that would be more budget. So he's just there for like three days straight. <laughs> guarding a door jam (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be equally nobody messes with it that would be equally as bad because you know the entire time i was there it was back in the 90s so you know you definitely didn't have any like cell phones to play on or or music you can listen to so yeah this is the 90s too for my friend yeah i could i couldn't i I did security before where i sat in the car and a car in the parking lot of a store and that was at least okay because you could listen to music or read a book or fucking yeah or talk to the other security guards on the CB. Uh, but at this particular yep. job, you just stood there. I mean, you, you had a CB, but they had a lot stricter, uh, or uh, a walkie-talkie rather, but they had a lot stricter um, radio silence rules than, than the other place I worked oh, at. Sure. Yeah, and you couldn't yeah, listen yeah. to music because you weren't in a car. You ba- you just stood there fucking for eight oh. hours in the dark next yeah. to a hole. Yeah, it was, it was a rotten fucking job. <laughs> fall asleep standing up fall in the hole yeah, yeah that would have been fantastic <laughs> and the other the other security job actually wasn't too bad for me uh, it was during a kroger strike and my job was to sit there at night to make sure that they didn't fuck with the front doors at a kroger so the, my entire thing was i ah. just had to sit there and if someone was fucking with it i was supposed to call into my uh on the walkie talkies that they gave everybody and you know uh they would call the police and oh observe and they, report yeah so there you go yeah yeah, yeah. So, and the, the place, it, we were all temporary workers, so they weren't going to keep most of us once the strike was over. Uh, so the uh, job requirements were kind of lax. And as long as once an hour, when they did a radio check, you answered when they, you know, radio check one, radio check two, radio check three, so on and so forth. Other than that, they didn't give a shit what you use the walkie-talkies for. So for like 59 nice. or 58 minutes out of the hour, we'd all just shoot the shit with each other. There you go. Yep. Yeah. It, it, At least that's something, right? It, yeah. Know. Oh, there's a whole bunch of good ghetto motherfuckers for the most part. I was like, man, oh, most no. of the time these people are evading security guards. Now they have jobs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. I used to, I used skinny puppy as my moniker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Well, I was, I, I was literally like 18 or 19, this tall, skinny guy. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, everyone, okay. oh, everyone's yeah. Tall, lanky dude. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and everyone, everyone was picking their code names. And God, what's this guy's name? I think he called himself the Gate Master or something like that. He, for some oh, reason, yeah. I don't know if it was because he was right next to the uh, tower or something like that, or he had something yeah. different going on. He could overpower everybody with his rig. So, you know, yeah. like when he keyed up, he had control of the entire fucking channel, as opposed to everybody else who would talk over each other and, you know, you couldn't, you know, hear what anyone's going on. When he keyed in, it's like, I am the gate master. And, you know, and no, no. he was totally ghetto <laughs> and he would just sit there and talk shit to everybody. Uh, I can't believe I'm looking finally back and working for as a security guard sitting in a parking lot. But, you know what? There were some good times. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you, you got to make the best of it as you can, because you got to kill time during that day, especially if it's not as involved a job as, you know, like that, right? You got yeah, to yeah, do something, it, otherwise that clock is just going backwards and you want to kill yourself. So, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I worked at a plethora of just bullshit jobs. So, yeah, which is fun because you, 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 you totally meet a certain sort of person at all these bullshit jobs. Oh yeah. And, uh, you yeah, know, so sure. ba- basically, you know, you're not going to meet any Mensa candidates, but you might meet no. some people that can party like a Mensa fucking candidate yeah. <laughs> as in their party fucking well, geniuses. These guys are all about partying and still barely holding on to a job. Oh my God. Functional partiers. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you've ever had those any of those really super low end sort of jobs. Like, uh, I went for a spat where I worked for a temporary agency and just (laughs) worked a different job every two or three, four, two or three or four days. It seemed like. Yeah, I did with one type agency. I worked at a car uh, car manufacturer plant Hmm. for a little while, and it was just for the seat tracks. For, uh, for the different lines, yeah. so it wasn't even like something cool like engines or anything like that. It was just well, it still gives you it still you gives know. you a, a accurate idea of how uh, factory life is in general, and uh, yep, it ranges it ranges from fucking really low end pay stuff for really easy fucking factory jobs, like like literally I've worked at places where my job was to open up the machine, ply to pry two pla- plastic pieces out of a mold. Uh, and enclose it as quick as it can so it can get the next one ready. Turn around, you know, take right. a knife and just scrape, you know, the extra flash off of it and throw it in a bucket or a box rather. Yep. And turn around, open up the machine, pry, pry the next two out. And, you know, and that's really fucking low end as, as in it's really fucking easy to do. It takes no skill at all. Then you get up into like, you know, uh, some of the more complex stuff where they pay actually decent money and you need a little skill to do it. Uh, a fair amount of the um, auto, automotive job, uh, automotive line jobs are like that as well uh but yeah. uh, all of it from low end to fucking fairly skilled sucks none of it's a fun job to do no no and yeah it's you really have to if you can luck out where the job kind of sucks but your coworkers are great and entertaining then that works out and makes it a little yeah. bit better but, yeah i mean at some point with all my jobs i want to advance I don't want to just do the same thing all the time. Right, and so right. I've had places where I just knock heads with management because I'm not controlled and I stand up for myself. And, you know, some managers think they're in Mad Men and it's just not going to work that way. So I'm like, well, I need to leave. <laughs> and as much as I, all of my coworkers were fantastic. And I'm even with my last one, I'm still friends with quite a few. Um, it's just like, I can't stay here. That's, you know, I'm unhappy. So I got to go. And so now I'm in a great office job and office jobs are my favorite in terms of the people I work with. Cause, uh, was it 98 or 99 office space? That movie mm-hmm. is perfect. It is a perfect movie <laughs> and it's done by Mike judge. Who is of course the creator of Beavis and Butthead. And it's, yeah, it, if you have an office to forget the office, which is still great, the British and the English, uh, or in, and the American version, but the office space, the movie that came out in 98 or 99, uh, is just fantastic. And if you've ever had an office job, you will name coworkers based on what you see in that movie. It's just perfectly <laughs> done. So see, oh, yeah. uh, what you mentioned earlier about, uh, advancement is one of the few issues I have with my job. Uh, I've been there 18 years, so clearly I'm okay with working right. there. But one of the few problems yeah. I have is there's really no way to advance, which is always always why I wanted to get into uh, doing voiceovers for extra work. And while I've done a fair yes. amount of voiceover work, I've never been able to make any kind of reliable money at it. And I'm, in a right, perfect right. world, I would do both. I, I have I'd be perfect. I'm perfectly happy doing my job and then doing voiceover work in my off hours. Because, but yep. the issue being that my job. Uh, there's nowhere for me to advance to. I can't really advance. I can't advance to my immediate boss's job. She's the HR person. So she does payroll and human resources and and some IT stuff. I could probably do most of the IT stuff. Uh, But, you know, human resources stuff is something you do probably require some training for. Um, 
training you know, and at uh, least some experience to just take yeah. it over one day. Yeah. Right, right. You can, they're not, they're not going to just hire me when, when she retires. Uh, I can't really do the, well, I could probably do the administrative assistance job. The issue there being she's like two to four years older than me. So she's not retiring anytime soon. She, we're about the same age. So, oh, yeah. so that's right. not never going to be a viable option unless something bad happens to her or some shit like that, which I don't want to wish on yep. anybody. Uh, no, no. Yeah, I can't do the my my can't do my boss's boss's job because that's the CFO, the senior financial officer. And if I can't do my boss's job, I sure as fuck can't do her boss's job. <laughs> um, <laughs> or if you just th- buy the place, right? With all your extra money, <laughs> real all my extra money. And then there then there's a clubhouse manager and a general manager. And while technically I could probably do their jobs because a lot a lot of their job is just personal interactions with either the employees or the members they're you're mm. not going to hire somebody who doesn't have a degree in some sort of hospitality thing to do those jobs yep yeah, yeah. that's fair yeah. yeah yeah so the the only person's job that I might at one point be able to move over to is the person in charge of billing uh, so this is a person that bills all their members and also pays yes. all of the club's bills as well. So she's in charge of, you know, all the money going in and out. Uh, and I right. think I could probably do that job because I, part of my job is helping her do part of her job. So I don't think that would be out of the realms of thing. And she, she said before she started doing this job, she had been a receptionist too. So I was like, okay, I could probably yeah. do that. But I'm, I'm right, so it's not it a completely foreign concept for you then. Oh, like right, in terms right. of how it's done in that office yeah yeah right i just but i have a feeling it probably doesn't pay all that much more than i make so you know it'll be uh, more like a lateral move than anything else kind kind of a lateral move the the advantage being i would work you know the entire 12 months out of the year so i wouldn't have that financial burden on me and also i wouldn't have to deal with the members face to face anymore or not or not like 24 7 I, you, right. you do still have to deal with members if there's any problems with their bill. Um, so, oh, so yeah. that's a, uh, so that's a uh, issue that, uh, that she has. Uh, her name's uh, Judy. I, I feel safe telling you that. And, uh, I tell people <laughs> Judy has Hi, a Judy. shitty, Judy has a <laughs> shitty job because every time Judy's phone rings, it's a fucking problem. No one has ever called right, exactly, Judy and said, yes. Hey Judy, I just wanted to let you know that my bill was entirely accurate. I really appreciate the hard work you do. If someone's calling <laughs> yeah. Judy, it's because there's a problem with their fucking bill and they want to complain about it. So well, you know what? Send me Judy's number, her office phone number, and I will call and say, Hey, you're doing great. Jay told me so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll do it for yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and to a lesser extent, other people have that issue in my work as well. Uh, very rarely yeah. do the managers get called up to say how awesome they're get, they're doing it. If someone's calling the manager, it's no. probably a problem. But that works good for them in certain yeah. ways. Um, at the end of the season, some of our members can be generous. Some of them don't do shit. But generally speaking, mm-hmm. um, you see the managers actually get handed stuff more than probably anybody else. Which on the surface you wouldn't think would be make much sense because they make more than everybody else by quite a bit. But yeah. the thing is, I never, I don't get shit. <laughs> by the way, I have very <laughs> few members that give me anything, which sounds kind of surprising yeah. considering you know how lovable I am and and how long I've been and working. It's there. also it's it's day to day for you, right? Well, so yeah, well, you always see them. You know? Well, my job when it comes right down to it is to tell members no. So a manager can tell them, yes, managers give me all these Ah. different rules that I have for all these different types of situations. How many reservations you can take at a certain time where people can sit at certain times, what's available at this, what this, all these things that if the members can't have it, it's my job to tell them, no, I'm sorry, that's not available. Sometimes they just say, that's fine and hang up all pissed off. Sometimes they ask to speak with the manager. And a lot of times after they speak with a manager, I'll get a call from said manager telling them to go ahead and take care of what the manager, what the uh, member wanted in the first place. So it's my job oh. to tell them no so that the managers can tell them yes. Under that they context, swoop in being course, the hero. Right. Yeah. Under that context, of course, it makes sense that the members give the fucking managers little envelopes full of money at the end of the season instead of me. They're the ones that yeah. fucking hooked them up. <laughs> I'm the right. fall guy. Yeah, exactly. Just and, some know, lazy ass telling people no all day long. That's all you yeah, do. Yeah, it's, yeah. And <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Uh, I, 
I've come to accept that. That's the nature of my job. I'm not, I, I don't cry and moan and bitch and moan about it anymore. I, I make jokes about it because it is kind of funny when you look at it a certain way. Um, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's fine. You know, I get paid, I yeah. get paid a decent amount of money at my work. So I don't have to, yeah. you know, I don't really, I feel like I'm slightly underpaid, but only because the, uh, economy has went crazy in the last couple of years and wages for everybody has went up a fair amount and yeah at yeah. one point i i felt like i was probably making like a good five to seven dollars an hour more than the average you know job in in a different field because i'm kind of like a receptionist right. i'm kind of like a hotel concierge and looking at the prices that those people were getting paid i felt like i made about five to seven dollars more than the average one so i felt like i was oh, fairly nice. compensated yep. it's still not a ton of money part of that's the fact that real you know, low-level receptionists don't get paid fucking shit um yeah. but in the last year i've seen the price the wages for receptionists and hotel concierge and those sort of things go up by fucking ten dollars an hour oh wow literally like yeah. i mean those those that's type right. of jobs went, went from 12 to 15 dollars an hour to like 20 to 25 dollars an hour and i didn't yep. get a ten dollar raise in the last year or two <laughs> wait a minute yeah yeah so at least give so me an envelope I, one envelope one time <laughs> yeah so now now i actually feel like i'm probably underpaid by at least a couple few bucks uh if not more right but right. what are you gonna do they they did give me like a five percent raise this year instead of the normal three percent that they do which is something so oh there you go yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean they're, yeah. they're trying to get, they are a business and you know even though we're you know, technically they're a really rich fucking business. It's still a, a business that's set up to not make money. They're trying to break even. So, and the prices of everything are going up. So they are like, they're going to have a, a shortfall this season that uh, here actually next week uh, during the annual meeting, everyone's going to have to vote uh, to prove like them all owing extra money. So they're going into the next year. All, all of them will owe an extra amount that they can either pay all at once or have taken out of like three or four different months of uh, dues. Mm, wow. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to feel sad for rich people, but yeah, it's a, uh, it, you know, it's not hard times, but they are having to make some adjustments for how expensive everything is now. Yeah. And that, yeah. well, that's the thing. Um, yeah. They could handle it better, but adjustments still have to be made. It's going up for everybody. So, right. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so. everybody at, uh, speaking of, uh, unions, which we were earlier, uh, there's unions at my work, uh, like all the wait staff and the housekeepers and the locker room staff, there's, they're all under, and, and the kitchen staff are all under a union. I'm not because right. there's no such thing as a receptionist union, <laughs> but, but for the most part, they pretty yeah. much give me what the union people get with, with a couple exceptions. And, uh, yeah. they, they all immediately got a dollar raise early, early in the season. I want to say April or May just to bring them up to par with what everyone else was making. It, it was oh, necessary. Okay. Well, at least they, did, they did that. Yeah. Well, it, it was kind of necessary because with the wages increasing so much, they had to pop up how much that they were hiring new people up so much that new hires were starting to get uh, brought in at more than the fucking people working there. Ooh, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they, they immediately brought up everyone. Uh, e you either got a dollar a raise or you were put at $15 an hour, whichever one was more. So, yeah, because there were people Correct. at that point. Okay. At one point, they were working there uh, for like 12 or $13 an hour. Right, right. Right. And, you know, as for unskilled labor, most of that was like college kids in the family rec center. But a, but a couple of the kitchen positions and the low end, like the dishwashers and stuff were put in that position. We had a housekeeper quit before before they did that because for that exact same thing. You know, she, uh, I mm -hmm. think, was making $13 an hour uh, and they had had to start hiring people in at like uh, 15 or some shit like that. Yep. Yep. That's like uh, the cell phone companies. They, they only like new customers. <laughs> they get all the deals. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I they only like bullshit. new employees. They get better rate. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, looking at the time, uh, we're about done. You got anything you want to cover beforehand? I can always stay over. Uh, not too much. Um, I mean, my marathon is done, but my streaming continues. So I still got a goal to hit. So oh, I'll go. still be streaming until the end of the year. And Excellent. Uh, so and I'm just risen seventy two on Twitch as well. So right, right. So if they need to find you on Twitch, it's risen seventy two. Also, if they need to find you on uh, Twitter, risen seventy two. 
There you go. And Instagram, Risen72. So, ah, yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> if, if a social media will let me choose Risen72, I'll probably use it. So Right on. <laughs> uh, I'm not on any of that other stuff, but I am on uh, Twitter as PassiveJ. So if you ever need to get a hold of me for something, you're more than welcome to contact me there. Um, we're going to be doing uh, another show at some point. Uh, at this point, really, once a week, every week is not looking all that doable. So, but we are going. We try for once a week. If not every other week, we will never miss more than one week. So, if, if we're not back next week, we'll certainly be back after that. But optimistically, back. Uh, excuse me. Optimistically, we will be back next week. Until then, exactly. Um, yeah. But it's the yeah. end of the year, so stuff gets wonky. Family stuff starts happening. So right, we'll right, right. So if at, any, if at any point you're unhappy with how frequent frequent our we are doing a show, you can ask for all of your money back. We give full refunds. We promise. With Canadian interest. So there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, until the next time, I'm Jay, and that's Colin over there. You have yourself a fantastic day. Yeah. Well, he said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've had a great weekend. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. <laughs> there you go. Later for you. <laughs>